0: It's always uh, fun whenever we sing Christmas songs, and it's amazing to me that as we have been singing all Christmas songs today, that this week we will be celebrating Christmas. Now, I think I say this every year, but it just seems like that the years go by quicker and quicker, and to me it seems like just about a week or two ago that we just celebrated Christmas, and then here we are again. But with Christmas, while it's a great and joyful time, it is also, I know for a lot of you, it is a stressful time. Uh, my guess is that there are some of you now who are trying to figure out what your menu is going to be. Uh, some of you are trying to figure out how many people are going to be coming over to your house. With the weather like it's supposed to be this week, some of you are trying to figure out are the kids going to be inside or are they going to be outside? And secretly you're praying it's going to be 85. So they can all be outside. Uh, there are some of you today who are going to the airport to pick up family. And so in a little bit, if you look back, Brian Gillespie's back there. If you see him get up and leave, it's because he's going to Charlotte. It's not because he is uh, sick of my preaching, which he probably is. But that's the excuse that he gave me. So Christmases, it can be a very stressful time for us. You know, it can be a time whenever we, we make plan after plan, and yet sometimes during Christmas, it doesn't matter how many plans you make, just there's always a little wrinkle that sort of works its way in and sort of messes up what you had in mind. Uh, I love a story by James Dobson, and he was talking about a little girl whose mom was sick. And she's, she's five years old, the girl, and so she wanted to help her mom out, so she went and she made her some hot tea. And she brought it into her mother in the bed. And the mom was like, I, I had no idea that you knew how to make tea. And she said, well, mom, I just watched you. And I, I saw when you boil the water, then I saw that you'd get that strainer and, and then strain it out. And she I couldn't find the strainer, so I used the fly swatter. And then the mother just was uh, mortified. She said, you've got to be kidding me. She goes, don't worry, mom, I didn't use the new one. Use used the old one. Now, now, it's stories, you know, sort of like that that make me think. I don't like surprises a whole lot. Those really aren't all that fun. But I'm here to tell you that more than likely, there's going to be some, prize, some surprises that are going to happen to you this Christmas. And so it's my hope that as you've made all these plans, as you're preparing for Christmas, that whenever surprises come into your life or interruptions come into your life, it's my hope that it's not going to to mess up your Christmas, but instead it's my hope that you're going to see that sometimes even God works in the midst of interruptions. And on the very first Christmas, there was an interruption that took place. Uh, Joseph was a man who was making big plans. He was a man that had lined everything up. He was supposed to get married to a lady named Mary. And they had their whole life ahead of them. And yet, unfortunately for them, there was a major monkey wrench that got thrown into their plans. And it just reminds me that there are times whenever we are doing the best that we can to make plans, that there are, there are things that come into our lives that cause interruptions There, there are things that come in the midst of our best laid plans and they they just sort of throw us off but what I want us to see today is that the, sometimes the interruptions that come into your life are interruptions that actually are coming about because of God and so if you have your Bible I'd like for you to look with me in Matthew chapter 1 and today we're gonna look in verse number 18 this is a obviously this is a very familiar story to you as we are celebrating Christmas But just some of the background information behind Matthew one verses eighteen through twenty five is that Mary and Joseph had made plans. Uh, They were engaged to get married, and it it seems like, as you look at the text and you look at other texts, you you find out that Joseph was was a good man. I mean, he was a man that was solid. You take a look at Mary. Mary seems to be a young lady who was who was very much uh, very much a, a woman of faith. She was a lady that wanted to honor God but then there was something that happened to her that threw everybody for a loop and she ends up going to joseph joseph and she tells joseph joseph i'm going to have a baby now this all occurs before they get married now i know if this happened in today's society i think a lot of us would say what's the big deal with that i mean forty percent of all births in america today take place outside of wedlock So so Mary's situation, we might think, well, that's not really that big of a deal today. But as a young couple who lived in a different society, as a young couple who wanted to honor God, as a young couple who wanted to be pure before God, as a couple who wanted to honor God in front of their community, this was devastating news. The question is, how did they survive it? I mean, I think we'd all agree that this was an interruption. That came into their lives. This was something that they were not expecting. And so from this story, it is my hope that we're going to be able to see from Mary and Joseph some very important tips for us concerning interruptions that might come into our lives during Christmas. And really during any other time, of, time period in your life. And the very first thing I want you to see today is, is this. Understand that your best laid plans will be interrupted the greatest plans that you make, in some way there will be an interruption in those plans. Now, look with me in verse number 18. It says, The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And so her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. Now, in Jewish marriages, there are there are two different stages of marriage that take place. The first stage of marriage is what we would call uh, the engagement or the betrothal. Now even though it's and it's different than our engagement and our betrothal today, whenever you get engaged today, you know, we all know that you're not married. I mean it's just it's just a promise that you're going to get married. But in, in Jesus' day, with the custom of this day, whenever a person got engaged, you were married. You were committed to that person. Now, the difference was is that you did not live with them during the engagement period. Uh, you did not consummate the marriage. But if you wanted to get out of the engagement, you had to go through the process of Divorce. And so this is the setting for today's scripture. Joseph and Mary were engaged. They were legally married, yet they were not living together. So what would have been going on during their their engagement period, which typically lasted about a year? Well, what would have been going on is that Joseph would have been getting ready for Mary to come live with him. You know, he would have been working on the house. He'd been trying to get everything together so that they would have a place to live. Married during this time, what she would have been doing is, you know, my guess is that she would have been getting everything ready for the wedding itself. You know, she's trying to make sure all the the bridesmaids have their dresses. I don't think they had that stuff then, but you know, she'd be doing stuff like that, making sure the menu was just right for the day that they got married. But it's in the midst of all this that everything begins to fall apart. Now, now, try to imagine it with me. Historically, we know this, Mary was probably around 14 or 15 years old during this time joseph's probably a guy that's right around he's right around in his 20s you know maybe a little bit older than 20 years old and so mary at this time has to go to joseph and she tells him joseph man i got some news that might surprise you a little bit Uh, joseph i am going to have a baby now, in our first two verses, it tells us that Joseph and Mary, at this point, had not come together at this time. Now, do you think news like that would kind of alter your plans, if that was you? I mean, would you say, well, that's a little bit of a slight interruption. <laughs> if that, I'm thinking, yeah, that's a rather big deal. So where did this interruption come from? It came from God. And guys, let me tell you something. If God was willing to interrupt the plans of Mary and Joseph, I honestly believe that the plans that you and I have, they're probably pretty fair game for God too. I mean, God can interrupt your plans. You know, sometimes we think that we can make plans on top of plans and that, that everything is going to go according to the way that we want it to. But, but James 4, 13-15 reminds me of the kind of control that you and I, I have in this life. Listen to what these verses say. It says, Come now you who say today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. The Bible says, You do not even know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be, for you are like smoke that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead you should say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Now now think about that for a second. Whose plans in life do you think are ultimately going to be fulfilled? Do you think it's going to be your plans or do you think it's going to be God 's plans? Now I, I'm going to go ahead and just put my money with God. You know, I'm going to say if anybody's plans are going to be fulfilled, I have a feeling that God's going to trump me, that, that, that God, who is the creator of all things, that his plans are going to prevail. And sometimes I try to ramrod my plans through, even though God might not desire for that to happen. And then what happens is I end up missing out on the blessings of God because I can be so stubborn hanging on to my plans. Uh, there's a story about a border agent, and there was a, a man that would always come through every week driving a truck. And he said, as the guy would come through, he said, I, I knew there was something not right about about this guy he said I just had a I just had a sneaking suspicion that he was smuggling something in and he said so the first time he came through I got him out of the truck I looked into his cab I looked into the back of the truck so there's nothing there I let him through so the next week he came again and he said I just had that weird feeling There's something not right about this guy he said so I went I went through his wheel well I we, we took off the bumpers. said we did everything so we didn't find anything he said every week for years the same guy would come through so we never could find out what he was doing he said, well, We did we did body searches. He said we used sonar. He said we used everything we could think of to try to figure out what was not right about this guy, what he was smuggling. So finally he came to t- came to the end of his career. And he said, At the end of his career, he said, There's this guy, here he comes again, the trucker comes in, he said, I knew it was gonna be the last time I'd be there. He said, I walked up to him, I said, Listen, he said I I know that you are a smuggler. He said, I have no idea what it is. He said, I'm not gonna say anything, I promise you. He said, Would you just tell me what it is that you're doing? And the guy said, you're not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything. He said, what are you smuggling? He said, trucks. had in front of him the entire time, and yet he was so blinded by what he thought that he missed out on the obvious. Now, now, guys, sometimes we can get so mired down in our own plans, what we desire, that we miss out on the obvious concerning what God desires for us. And, you know, whenever we don't take time to to look and see what God has to say in Scripture, whenever we don't take time to talk with God in prayer, whenever we don't take time to come together corporately and to worship God, what what can happen to us is that we, we just blindly stumble along in life, hanging on to our plans and missing out on what God's saying. Now interruptions are going to come into our lives that we didn't plan for. It might happen to you this Christmas. It might be that you're going to have an unwanted, unwanted dinner guest at Christmas. It might be that the plane that you're supposed to catch to go visit someone is going to be delayed. It might be some sort of sickness that you get that's going to interrupt your plans. Here's my encouragement for you. If an interruption comes, my, my encouragement for you is just simply to step back and say, God, I don't know what's going on, but it very well could be that you want me to do something different. And so God, I'm going to be willing to listen to what you have to say. Because I promise you this, God's plans, I promise you they are going to be better than your plans. Now the Bible tells us in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, Joseph and Mary had some specific plans that they were looking forward to, but a major interruption occurred in their lives. And in our text today, that interruption, it came from God. Now, would they have chosen that interruption on their own? Absolutely not. But was it an interruption that was for the best? And You better believe it. So so my my encouragement for you is to understand this, that your best laid plans are going to have interruptions. But whenever the interruptions go or come to you, here's my second hope for you, that before you get angry about interruptions, which is my first response, instead of getting angry, get God's take on the interruption. Just simply take time and say, there's an interruption that has occurred in my life. What could God be trying to say to me that's what that's what Joseph did in our text now if you look in verse number twenty Mary's just told Joseph I'm gonna have a baby and then here's what happens It says but after he had considered these things an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared to him in a dream saying Joseph son of David don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because what has been conceived in her is by the Holy Spirit she will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son. And they will name him Emmanuel. Which is translated, God is with us. And when Joseph got up from, the sleeping, from sleeping, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but he did not know her intimately until she gave birth to a son. And he named him Jesus. The turning point of the story occurs right at the very beginning of verse number 20. And if you look at the very beginning of verse, of verse number 20, it says, "...but after he had considered these things..." Now, what was he considering? I can tell you one of the things that Joseph was considering after Mary surprises him with the interruption. He is considering divorce. He is considering separating from Mary. You see, if it would have come out that Mary was, was pregnant before they had ever consummated their marriage, you, you know what they could do by law? They could take Mary and they could have her stoned to death. Now, Joseph didn't want that to happen, so what he did is he took time, the Bible says, to think things through. How many of you are good at taking time to think things through? Uh, I can tell you this: when I have an interruption in my life, my first my first step is not to think things through. Uh, my my first step is to get ticked off, wondering who screwed up my plans. And when I find out who it is, I'm going to make them pay. So I look at Joseph and I think, well, this is a good piece of advice for me. An interruption comes my way, then I'm going to take time to think things through. Well, when he did that, what happened? Well, he pondered why there was an interruption. He began to, to look and see what was going on. And as he did that, guess what happened? God began to speak to him. And he was so, well, you know, God if, if God spoke to me in an audible voice like this, I think I might start doing what Joseph did. So how can how can we move through interruptions like Joseph did? Because my guess is that for most of us. And I'm included here, we're not going to hear the audible voice of God. So if you're saying, well, how do I move through these interruptions? When I think things through, what are some things that I can do? I just want to give you three, three words. The very first word is pray. Whenever an interruption comes, just take time to pray. Say, God, I don't understand what's going on right now. But Lord, I, I want your wisdom. God, I pray that in this interruption that you will give me guidance. Lord, I pray that during this interruption that you will open my eyes to what it is that maybe you're trying to teach me. I mean, we're told in James 5.13, it says, Is any one of you in trouble? Then he should, what does it say? He should pray. So my encouragement for you is in the midst of interruptions, take time to pray. The next word is perspective. Whenever interruptions come into your life, uh, try to put things into perspective. Like, what exactly is this interruption? You know, what is it really that big of a deal? I think a lot of us we spend a hundred dollars worth of worry on a five dollar problem, and we get all bent out of shape. You know, put things into perspective. You know, if you don't get the bathroom cleaned before that family member comes for Christmas, guys, let me tell you something. It is not the end of the world. You know, put put these things into perspective. Uh, the, the final word is providence. So you pray, perspective, and providence. What, what is providence? The providence of God. Understanding that God is able to see everything. The past, the present, and the future. And so if an interruption comes into your life, if you are hanging on to the providence of God, this is one thing that you can know, that God already knows what's going on. There is nothing that ever catches God off guard. And whenever an interruption comes, no matter how small or significant it is, there is some sense of comfort in going, you know what? I mean, This isn't all that fun, but I am so grateful that God knows what's happening. So instead of having a knee-jerk reaction to every interruption that comes into your life, whenever you take time to pray and to have perspective and to see the providence of God, it's then that you're able to hear the voice of God. Instead of making a reaction where you're going to miss out on hearing God's voice. Uh, There's a pastor who used to be on TV for a number of years. His name was Robert Schuller. I don't know if you're familiar with him or not, but he told a story about whenever he was a boy. And I was a young man, and he said it was very cold outside. And my dad said, son, we need to go outside and find a dead tree. We need to cut it down make get some firewood so we went outside, and he said we were traipsing around, and we were looking for a tree that was dead. He said we found one. He said my dad and I, we got an axe. We cut down the tree, chopped it up into firewood. He said but later on that spring, he said whenever we went outside, we saw the stump of the tree that we cut down. He said there were saplings, little roots that were growing out of it. And he says, his dad said, I thought that tree was dead. And he said I, I wouldn't have cut it down had I known that. And he said my dad turned to me, and my dad said this, He said, son, this is a lesson I don't want you to ever forget. He said, never cut down a tree during the winter time. He said, never make a negative decision in the low time. Never make your most important decisions when you're in your worst mood. He said, wait because the storm will pass and spring will come again. Now, the the point of the story is rather simple. When we face interruptions, Whenever we face dashed hopes, we've got to be careful. and We have to make sure that during those times when our hopes have been dashed, that we don't make quick decisions based off of our emotions. Here's one thing I've learned. Whenever I make a quick decision based off my emotions, very rarely do I make a good decision. Now look at our text today. Jo- Joseph didn't do that. Joseph had an interruption but he did not make a decision in the heat of the moment. Instead, he took time to think. It says when he considered these things, and whenever he did that, it was then that he opened up a channel to God, and God began to speak to him and to encourage him. And Joseph was able to consider the interruption. And whenever he did, he discovered God was involved in the interruption. What did God tell him? He told him, Mary's a good woman. So, that, that child that has been conceived is from the Spirit, it's from the Holy Spirit. The child that has been conceived, he said that child is going to grow up and be known as the Messiah, to be known as the Son of God. Now, guys, whenever an interruption comes your way, the question for you and for me is how am I going to react? You know, what is it that I'm going to do? And, and most, of us has, most of us at this point in our lives have discovered that things in life very rarely go as we plan. we right? If you have children, you know that. Emily and I, we're going to have children after five to ten years of marriage. Two years later, here's a kid. You know, very, very seldom do you make plans and they work out like you think. And the chances are that your perfect Christmas that you have in mind right now, it's probably going to be a little bit different. Than what you plan, But it doesn't mean that's bad See what I've discovered As I look into scripture Is a lot of times God allows interruptions To come into our lives Because he has something to say to us Sometimes God allows interruptions To come into our lives Because too many times Whenever we make plans All of our plans center around us And what we want And what we desire And God many times Will tweak our plans To remind us That he is to be the center Of all that we do Okay, so what does that mean for us? Well, understand that your best laid plans can be interrupted. What does that mean for us? Well, whenever you are interrupted, make sure that you take time to get God's take on the interruption. And when God interrupts, many times it's because He wants you to see His plans. God interrupted the plans of Mary and Joseph. But because He did, you know what happened? The greatest event That is known to man. God broke into our world and he took on flesh that we might be redeemed, that we might be restored. Now, my belief is this my belief is that there are some of us here today that need to have an interruption in their life. There are some of us, we've got plans, but you know what? We need those plans to be absolutely messed up we need God to intervene and to rearrange the plans that we have and it could be that God is going to interrupt your plans because he wants you to look to him now are you ready to look to him I think there's some of you and it's time for you to say you know what I'm going to allow God to interrupt my life because he needs to be number one in my life and so I'll just encourage you to call out to him today to take this time to simply call out to him and say Jesus today I and putting my plans aside, and I want to follow your plans. And for some of you, that might, be, that might involve stepping out in faith to say, I will follow Jesus today. To step out in faith say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life, the Savior of my life. Jesus, I have sinned, forgive me. Jesus, I desire for you to rescue me, and I will follow you. And my encouragement for you is if, if you would, in just a few moments, if you're ready to make that decision, then we can bow our heads. And, and then you pray and just simply talk to God. And you tell him, say, Lord, not my plans, but yours. Now, I also believe this. I believe there are others of us. And we know that in the next few days, we have, we're going to have some stress coming our way. Some of us look at the things that are coming. And you think, you know, I've got deadlines to get, uh, that I have to meet before work. I have family that are traveling. There's a lot of stressful things that are happening. And I just simply need somebody to pray for me. And so in just a few moments, we're going to bow our heads and close our eyes. And if there are some of you here today, you say, you know what, I, I, need, I need prayer. I need, I need God's grace and mercy to be upon me during this time. And in just a few moments, I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand. And, and what we're going to do is we have a few people that are in here who are part of our prayer team. We're not going to embarrass you in any way. But when they see your hand go up where they're seated, they're going to lift you up in prayer and pray for God's blessings and mercy and grace to be upon you.